3: On VSAN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Femi Abebefei alongside Mike Palmer, VP of operations here at the Circa Resort and Casino, and Mike Pritcher, VEASAN NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, former first round pick to the Atlanta Falcons and a national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes. Gentlemen, this is I think our final Friday football show here before an NFL weekend, because there's a little bit of a change up the Super Bowl schedule, but it's, but it's you, a great time though. Yeah, because Michael will be doing his show uh, on all, for, all week from but Super I'm Bowl about- Radio. Well, what about next week? We we'll I mean, we have the Pro Bowl, I guess. If you want to h- get into the handicapping, we of might that. talk about the Super Bowl a little yeah. bit. Our last <laughs> chance here. Yeah. 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 But yeah. there's yeah. Be no game on that Sunday. You
4: got to yeah. overanalyze the Super Bowl. You got to have that. Whoa. You got to have one day of that, right? <laughs> we will. Okay. We just yeah. the prop. We'll get the prop book. That's go true. For, go to our best. Props. Are you guys gonna have the big packet. We're gonna have yeah. We'll oh, have yeah. a packet. There you go. When <laughs> do those come
3: out? By the way, the the, um,
5: the squares are gonna be out on Monday, and I think the props will be out on Wednesday of next week. So we'll have it for a couple days to look at it before we go on Yeah.
3: There's news for people to go ahead and look out for. Make sure you mark it down the calendar uh, next Wednesday for the prop market. But then Super Bowl squares Super Bowl square is very popular. Very, very popular. We're doing a ride share promotion for the people that
5: drive Lyft and Uber and the cabbies and all that. Oh. Every person they drop off uh, starting next Wednesday, we're giving them a $5 square. Jeff's printing out a thousand random nice. Jeff Benson. I said hit every square in the first quarter twice, third quarter twice, halftime twice and four on the final. We're going to give out the first thousand drop offs. They'll get a free free circus square five dollar ticket. Now, one of those oddball numbers hits that could yeah, be some big yeah, money. Yeah. Some of
4: those squares are 5,000 to one. Oh man, what are the conversations like? I mean, because certainly Vegas hosting a Super Bowl, it's unprecedented, it's incredible. Feel uh, for, it now. I know you, you are. I mean, certainly. Mike Palm, you're feeling it. Certainly, we're here at the Circa and oh, the D, and so th- these kind of discussions with all these people coming into town, anticipating what are we going to do surfboard? if the
5: Lions do? If Femi is wrong, <laughs> and the Lions is so the r- most wrong he's ever been. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the Lions should actually win this game. Mm. Well, The requests from Detroit are going to be I mean, oh. we are already technically oversold for the weekend, right? Right. right. Uh, where can you house all these people? So we'll have to try to get creative. Maybe we'll get some some RVs over at DLV or something like that. Or, you know, we have some unfinished floors here. Maybe we could <laughs> uh, dude, get some, <laughs> com- some cots. <laughs> so, get the crew ready <laughs> to roll. And, 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 and <laughs> any place, right? Sure, a, just, uh, sure.
4: Stadium swim, those heated cabanas. Hey, not a bad place. That's, not bad. Bad. that's I was say, not bad. Right? I, was like, <laughs> like, I was like, if that's uh, the
3: alternative, I'll take that.
4: Some people <laughs> might be camping out there anyway,
3: right. whether you guys want that to right. happen or not. Right. I was going <laughs> to say, I mean, big parties for probably. I think mean, what the our our DraftKings friends, the Levitard show, they'll be here. He's with got the, a
5: ton of RSVPs that's a big uh, one? on Thursday and Friday. He's doing his show live from Stadium Swift. Are, are you going to be out there and attendance? I want to. I want to. Yeah, I want to ask him yeah. some questions. I, I have, okay. Will he take audience questions? I have. I have. You, some, you I always have questions. Have questions. Well, I love Whitlock, so I have
3: some. Questions. Oh, oh boy, I do have questions. Let, let's get into our guests.
5: Speaking of which, right Speaking of in, 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 uh, in Kansas City, Todd Lebo will be joining us. Chiefs Chief report a supporter. great two-guard for Dean Smith. Remember, he could shoot. The, oh, no, that was Jeff Lebo. Jeff Lebo. I, I'm sorry. We, we, we got Todd today. Really like, him, actually. <laughs> okay. We got
3: Todd in 30 minutes today from Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City. He covers all things Kansas City Chiefs. We had him on before the wild card round against the Dolphins there. He had some good stuff to say, so I'm curious to see what, how he sees this matchup playing out as they take on the Baltimore Ravens. And in hour number two, 2.15 Eastern, 11.15 a.m., on the West Coast, our buddy Will Hill, recent contributor, uh, uh, also the the host of the Should Have Bet More podcast, he also does the Bear Bets podcast over at Fox Sports. Our guy Will Hill's got seventeen jobs, but he's gracious enough to carve out some time for us. Seventeen here on the jobs show. and seventeen kids. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's he's the Phil Philip Rivers of <laughs> I mean This guy's, just, last week, brunch, this this week. guy's already Yo, turned up, me, man. It me last All of was <laughs> one <laughs> week away, uh, and you a morning <laughs> set before you
4: came <laughs> in here. He had, I mean, geez, he had a morning set set somewhere.
3: (laughs) So that's what we have looking forward to you guys. As you can tell, it's going to be a fun show over these two hours here. And uh, before we get into all the games, how about the coaching carousel? Yesterday, we were spinning, man. We had all the news two nights ago with Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. And then yesterday, the two NFC South teams with the Falcons hiring Raheem Morris from the LA Rams. And then also the Buccaneers with a little bit of surprise hiring the, uh, sorry, Panthers hiring the Buccaneers OC Dave Canales from Tampa. So uh, the coaching carousel where we sitting Now, what do you guys think of some of the moves that we saw yesterday and, of course, the other night with Harbaugh going to the Chargers?
5: I think the most interesting thing from a betting perspective is what will Harbaugh mean to their win total next year? Because I think a lot of people are dying to bet the Chargers over, and I I say not so fast. Yeah, it's going to be high. I think it'll be like nine and a half or ten. Yep. And I I understand the arguments that, I mean, everywhere he went, Stanford from one and eleven to four and eight, Michigan five and seven to ten and three, and of course the 49ers six and ten to thirteen and three. Instant success, the DNA of the winner. Michael disagreed with me yesterday on this program. He said, I'd bet it over. This guy doesn't know how to lose. I think he's going to build the team he's got a lot to do building the team defensively to stop the run I think with five I think he drafts an offensive lineman I, I believe I think he takes a kid from Notre Dame or from from Penn State and I think he's got the cachet at this point in his career That if it takes him two or three years to build this into a team, nobody's going to be pressuring him, right? Mm, That's mm -hmm. my argument. So I think if it was like 10 or even nine and a half, I would
4: go under. A lot of people dying to bet that over. Your thoughts? Well, he's got a weak owner. Uh, The Schrandles family, uh, I think they're going to give him whatever he wants. Um, Then you got to look at the division. How competitive the uh, well, division is going to uh, be? I asked Michael because Michael said over. I said, well, then what do
5: you think their division right. record would be? He said four and two. Yeah. He, um, said, he said maybe five and one. Maybe they can speak. Ooh. He's automatically counting two wins over the Broncos and Raiders. Sure. I mean, <laughs> the Broncos are going to
4: have some issues. We know that. Uh, but We don't know who the yeah. quarterback is <laughs> going to be. Uh, but here's, here's one grenade out there, though, that could help Harbaugh, and that's if Andy Reid retires. Right? What At, are you hearing? Well, there's uh, rumors and stuff that he's thinking well, let's about. Let's ask Top uh, I was going to we didn't even ask Top Devo uh, about said, Todd that or, or that
5: young man whose sure. grandfather used to watch
4: you play in Atlanta. Uh, that's right. right? <laughs> <It> was, he, <laughs> was grandfather. he was good too. Was it the father? The <laughs> grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our guy, Aaron Ladd, by the way. Go, yeah, <laughs> but, a young man. But what can he do with the roster too? And I don't know if Michael's talked about this in terms of the salary cap, right? Uh, because he's going to have to get guys to restructure or get rid of some players. He's got to slowly shed these older players. He's right? going to have to get uh, some the of these guys I to restructure. Guys, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if all that stuff happens in the off season, then yeah, I mean, now you can lean towards an over, because I think on the field success, you can't deny what this guy is capable of. We went through their schedule, like in the first 10 weeks, 11 weeks, they really
5: only got beat soundly in one game, right? All this close losses, yeah. and the Staley, and the game management
4: mm-hmm. oh all stuff, man. so. Yeah.
5: I, I, I get the argument, I just, I say, Pump the brakes a little yeah, bit. Well, on it's, that, right? it's the off-season
4: work that has <laughs> yeah. to come in or get in order or be
3: in line for all that overs to come. Okay. I guess someone like Michael's probably seeing that, hey, well, the win total was nine and a half this past year with Brandon Staley. So it's got to be over that number with Jim Harbaugh because it's a big upgrade of the head coach that they're getting. Michael also suggested to your ownership point, you know, there's mm-hmm. some
5: infighting with the niece and, and that. And it, not saying that they're looking to sell, but if they are, the hire of Harbaugh drastically increases absolutely. the value of the franchise. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I
4: mean, <laughs> I went through that in Denver with, uh, we called it the Game of Thrones because, uh, Pat Boland had two families. He had his first wife and, and those kids, and then his second wife and those kids. And it was truly the Game of Thrones and that's why they've lost. They've lost. it certainly when Mr. B had to hand it over to the trust, there was no direction for the franchise. And, and so, I look at the Spanos family in a similar fashion, there's no direction for this franchise. It hasn't
3: been uh, in place for a long time. Harbaugh, I think, can correct that though. What do you think their price is to make the playoffs next year? I mean, is it like minus, like what, 175 in that range? Like, is that is there going to be a lot of, because I feel like there's going to be so much optimism about this team all throughout the offseason and based on what they do in the draft and in free agency. Everyone wants to get behind the scene because everybody loves the Chargers every single year. Now they actually mm-hmm. have a really good coach. Well, it's interesting
5: because mm-hmm. how do you evaluate the rest of the AFC? I and mean, right. the North's still going to be you, Tough. you Cincinnati missed Burrow, right? I mean, yeah. you could have all 14 and you make could. that argument. I, I don't know what Pittsburgh's going to do in terms of a quarterback. and <laughs> the then, win the nine games again. Um, <laughs> The Raiders have to find a quarterback too, right? I mean, they did. They do. Yeah. A lot, I mean, I guess you'd look at it after the draft, and
3: you get a better idea of this. But they probably mm-hmm. will be favored, right? 140, yep. 160, I would mm-hmm. guess right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'd be my. Especially with Herbert and like coming back from the injury. I think a lot of people will be optimistic about Harbaugh and Herbert working together. Because a lot of folks like <laughs> Herbert as they should. I mean, he's a really good quarterback. But
5: he's, I mean, he went to, to, I went back and looked at this because, I mean, our, our our memories are recent, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the 49ers hadn't made the playoffs in 10 years when he took over. Yeah. yeah. They were really bad. They right. were an afterthought. Right? Yeah. And then he took Alex Smith and Kaepernick to three straight NFC championship games and one Super Bowl. Probably should have been to two Super Bowls.
4: Well, we'll get to some trends that's happening in the National Football League and also these teams that are representing um, uh, AFC and the NFC in terms of what the trends are and harbaugh look you know it's calculating right when guys like this take a job in the national football league is the environment conducive for them to be successful like he would have stayed at michigan wow. but because mm-hmm. the league is changing and we'll get to it i think it just opens up the door for harbaugh to have a lot of success early on i also think the landscape of his job there changing mm-hmm. i mean oh, well, how was sure. how is he
5: going to run it back ohio state's you could argue he's more talented than Georgia coming yeah. and then you add the two you know the four pack but right. the two dominant pack 12, right, right. 12 yeah. teams and so he got to go from a really good situation that was getting harder to mm-hmm. a situation he thought he could be successful in yeah yeah. Uh, also maybe some sanctions might be coming down the line <laughs> for Michigan as well how maybe. would that set up Tony Petiti mm-hmm. should get part of that national championship oh, the, th- the three the three Saturday thing <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean sure it put it on pause long enough for them to get a title mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> three Saturdays that's, <laughs> that's what he got that's three what it was Saturdays. he was there throughout <laughs> the week so it's an interesting thing for the Los Angeles did, Chargers did, did no. Sean Moore
5: actually won more games than Harbaugh did this year, didn't he? Didn't he? He, he won seven. Was he the interim at the beginning of He won the, the four and then he won wow, another yeah. three. He won
3: seven games. Right. I mean. <laughs> Is it his national title? <laughs> well, Harbaugh was able to do that because they gave all those losses to Pete Gaudet. So when he gets he got, the job, there wins that
4: So when he gets the job, he's going to have all the sanctions and all yeah. that stuff to deal with, right? Now. Good yeah. luck, Sharon. they they're going to
3: go out and get somebody outside the program. Is there? I'm surprised they haven't uh, announced it already. I think it's going to be Sharon Moore. It has to be. You know. It's yeah. I, I think the. I don't know if the fan base would riot if it's not him, but I just think that there's been so much of the momentum going in his direction. But in terms of the NFL, though, the momentum for the Chargers, I think, is big, especially when you look at the landscape mm-hmm. of some of the other hires around the league and some of the guys who are still out right. there available. Bill Belichick is still available. Mike Rabel is available. And we're seeing a lot of young coaches go ahead and take those vacancies, which we will get into on the other side here. Cause the Falcons, the Panthers, and then what's Seattle and Washington going to do coming up next year? This is a Lombardi line. We're just getting warmed up here on VCB Sports Betting Network. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Ababafei, on vSEN, the sports betting network. If you haven't already, check out the new VEASAN.com. We have a new fresh look, enhanced navigation and a mobile first focus. Time is money and sports betting and the sites pages have been built to load quickly. We also have expanded our educational content and strategy sections for both new and experienced betters. Check out the new VEASAN.com today. If you have any questions about the sunsetting of the VEASAN app, please go to vison.com slash FAQ. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line hanging out with you guys here at the Circuit Resort and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Mike Palm, Mike Pritchard. We do have our buddy Todd Lebo joining us here in about 15 minutes. We'll break down the AFC title game, Ravens and the Chiefs. Todd Lebo over at Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City. But let's continue this discussion about the coaching carousel because I think when the carousel started, we all thought that Arthur Blank, the owner of the Atlanta Falcons, is going big game hunting. We saw it was going to be either Belichick or Harbaugh or Vrabel, somebody who was established, and instead they go to Raheem Morris, who was a defensive coordinator with the Los Angeles Rams. And I guess the next question is, I guess, is, is Bill Belichick just going to be sitting out in 2024 and he's not going to be a head coach? Because we only have two vacancies left, the commanders who have said that they have not reached out to Bill Belichick in Seattle to where they have not reached out to Belichick at all as well. What's your sense in Seattle, Femi? I mean, you lived up there and followed yep. the program. Is it, is it Quinn? I don't know if it's Quinn because I think they would have done it by now. Yeah. Now I know he was in town yesterday for the second interview, but I can tell you what the fan base wants and what I think will end up happening and it kind of blends in between because I think the Seattle Seahawks are looking for somebody who's coaching this weekend. My guess is that it's Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator, just because I mean that Seattle Seahawks defense has been getting torched by the Shanahan scheme like for years. And Mike McDonald is the one defensive coordinator that's been able to sort of solve that this season. Like whether it was Detroit Lions or the 49ers or who, the Houston Texans, like they've struggled against that scheme. My guess is that that's who they're sort of targeting. But I think the fan base, whether it's Mike McDonald or a younger guy, they just want somebody young and fresh. They don't, I think there would be a lot of pessimism around Dan Quinn if they made that hire. You
5: think Pete Carroll has much of an influence in this decision?
3: And now that he's moved to an advisory role? Reportedly he doesn't, but yeah. it's hard to believe that he has no say. <laughs> you know? You like played I, there. Mike. I did. I was going to say, I played there, and yeah. I
4: got some relationships up there still. He does. So, I Listen, mean. I try. I try to. Right. You
5: know, defer to Femi when I think he has also has specific sure. knowledge. Yep. I ask you a lot of I don't want you to take offense Oh, oh you know, that okay. I ask Femi okay. first because yeah. you put your arm around me like I forgot something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no sense. Sense. Nobody no forgot, sense. Uncle Mike. <laughs> no
4: Nobody sense. forgot. No offense.
5: No <laughs> offense. <laughs> um, <laughs> <strictable> option therapy. <laughs> yeah. you
4: if you hire a client, it's pretty much the same uh, for Carol. It's pretty yeah. much the same. Yeah. Uh, I think Snyder is kicking the tires on a lot of things on what they should do or what direction they want to go in, um, you know, Gino is a big question mark for them. Gino Smith is a big question mark for them. I mean, I, I think that was a Pete guy, right? Uh, so it, it, it's, it's there's a lot of questions with the organization in terms of the direction they want to go in. There are some names out there, like you mentioned, and I'm curious to see, it, you know, the, the, the frenzies that's going to take place after conference championship week. Uh, and you got two teams or two coordinators, perhaps, that could be available. And then all of a sudden, what's going to happen there, right? Um, and then certainly the two weeks leading up into the Super Bowl, a lot more things happen. Deals get done they still don't get announced. Yep. Uh, so, so we're going to go through that cycle, especially with teams like Seattle and, and Washington.
3: Yeah. I mean, like we all saw the 49ers. They waited for Kyle Shanahan when he yeah. was the. Fal- I and mean, it was pretty much after the NFC title game when the Falcons went ahead and gone to the Super Bowl. That are like, all right, he's going to be the head coach of the Niners. They were just mm-hmm. waiting for after the Super Bowl to go ahead and formally announce it since he was still the OC in Atlanta. But I do want to go back to the Belichick here, because I think if you pulled a lot of people, just your casual football fans at the start of the coaching carousel. Everyone would said, yeah, Bill Belichick's going to be coaching in 2024. He made it sound like he wants to coach. Robert Kraft made it sound like Bill Belichick still wants to coach. We all thought that that was going to happen. And now it looks like it doesn't going to happen. Like, Is this just a shift in the NFL teams not wanting that kind of singular force, like Bill Belichick, to be running their organization? And they want more of a, for lack of a better term, a collaborative sort of deal? Like, Why do you think franchises are sort of going in the other direction and not looking at the six-time Super Bowl winning head coach? I mean, it's such a complicated cat league uh, film. And, and I, I think when you look at the
4: success of all these teams, uh, it is that relationship kind of um, trend, right? GM and head coach, that kind of thing. And, and, you know, some, some teams are going different ways, but uh, these, this round of coaching hires, I mean, look at Morgan um, and uh, Canales. Yep. Like that was a relationship that was formed in Seattle. And like you think about Morgan, I mean, how many people does he really know or to be qualified to be a head coach of the team that he's been associate associated with uh, for a number of years now, right? I mean, I, Shanahan and Lynch, uh, Andy Reid and, you know, whoever the situation, that's been longstanding. You think about Baltimore, how they're structured uh, with their GM and head coach at Harbor but, but that's longstanding though. You know, Pittsburgh and Tomlin, I mean, that's longstanding. I mean, these teams that are trying to get it right, they seldom do, right? And so when we see these teams in the hiring cycle, it's because one, they're dysfunctional, uh, and two, they really don't have a plan for success. They don't have that blueprint. And so they're they're actually guessing, which has a better, that's given me so much information right now for next year. You know, it's interesting, Femi, you talk about
5: looking for someone younger this whole cycle here, I mean, is Harbaugh going to be the oldest guy that gets hired anywhere? I mean, seriously. I think so. It's it's all the trend of of young, young, young. I I kind of feel bad for Vrabel. How does he get left Uh, out of this? This It's a bad cycle for the Belichick tree. (laughs) I mean, he gets, I mean. The Belichick tree hasn't been that great either. I, I would have said, you know, there was a chance Belichick would be coaching, but how could Brabel have not yeah. gotten one of these jobs? He's 48 years old. Yeah. Right? And it not looks old. like Ben Johnson's probably going to go to the, to the commanders. commanders
4: yep. how, there's another thing.
5: How about the day before you're playing in a divisional round game, you're doing four interviews? Mm-hmm. How, I mean, something's got to change. Well, with this we process. talked about
4: that last week um, when you were gone, um, about how, you know. I didn't tune in. To, but, oh, anyway, so you, should yeah, you should I, have. I, or I you should have. would have known you can't that. that. Uh, podcast uh, uh, just search uh, Lombardi line. I went to the app
5: and there was nothing there.
4: Sometimes we talk. It out. Sometimes we tweet it out, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes we don't. Um, but no, I, I think you know, coaches and their time constraints, and we, I explained it in terms of when do they have the most free time, like on a Sunday game, right? Friday it's more of a half day, a family day, family comes into the building, stuff like that. So you can have more, you have more free time on those days. Like like right now, they're, they're fine tuning everything. They have more time. But, but like, for him to have done three, I, there was three or four
5: interviews last yeah. Saturday, right? This calls there's a lot of prep that he has to do before he does so he's doing that prep in, in the middle of the week when he's also doing right. a game plan
4: well right? the game plans in and the game mm-hmm. plan has been rehearsed right Wednesday Thursday big rehearsal yeah. days uh, and then Saturday they're gonna have meetings at night just like everybody else to yeah. fine-tune everything the only question I had about Johnson was if he's not on his game calling plays is there a think tank to help him out because he, he was distracted And obviously, he did an okay job. He did an okay job in the game managing that.
3: Right. I asked Michael about this very stuff because I was like, like, "How does he have time to sort of divvy up the game plan and also prepare for the interview?" (laughs) And he was actually gave really good insight about how the agents sort of help them with their presentations (laughs) because, like, the Zoom interviews aren't really like, "Okay, like, how are you going to fix this team?" It's more of like the get to know you for that head coach. So it's like, "Hey, like, Ben Johnson, what are you about?" So the the presentation can be done in the off season. Like, this is something that he's sort of had in the holster, waiting for this time to go ahead and go on the interviews, especially a guy who did a lot of these interviews last coaching cycle as well so like, there's ways that they've kind of gotten around it to where it's like all right yeah just hop on the zoom call we'll talk for about two hours or whatever mm-hmm. and then we can kind of go from there but because like on the outside I was like hey, there's no like you have to prepare for a job interview huh. but it's it's a little bit different in the NFL it sounds like. great answer. Good answer. So, good answer. No. No. That, got that, a lot of insight here. Yeah because hey, well, yeah, yeah,
4: Wednesday good. and Thursday there's no time for that stuff. No stone. Under. Zero time for that stuff. <laughs>
5: when when are the coaches when is the offensive coaching staff and head coach Preparing the offensive game plan. Let's say you just won a game on Sunday. Yeah. and You're playing next Sunday. They're starting is to that, prepare that Monday? That, yeah,
4: Monday. Yeah, Monday morning. our co- co- yeah. quarterbacks are in there at six a.m. Yeah. Sometimes Monday days off. They're preparing to. Yeah. So um, usually days off for us would be Tuesdays, right? But not for coaches. And they're in there uh, and they're just grinding. Uh, I mean, it, it depends on where you are too, how long you're going to grind, you know that kind of thing. But uh, no, they're they're right on the next game plan. Sometimes the quality control and uh, front office people are on the game plan prior to the game that you're playing on Sunday. For future reference
5: and this game already happens, but how big of an advantage was it for Kansas city? The two extra days that they didn't have cause Buffalo had that game moved back to MLK day. Did you think that was a big advantage going into that? Well, game? Well,
4: I, I think it helped Kansas city because they were like Philly they're worn down, yeah. they're tired, they're banged up uh, injury injuries concerns. And uh, I, I think they, they got a new outlook. They understand that, Kansas City understands that this is a new season. Uh, it's a new pressure too, right? Uh, and, and so they actually had an advantage going into that game than Buffalo did, even though Buffalo was at home feeling like they had the advantage. But KC had the advantage with that rest that you mentioned about, uh, Mike, but then also just the fact that they know what it takes to actually win a game uh, in the playoffs and, and those pivotal games, whether it's divisional round or, or conference championship round, to propel themselves to that Super Bowl. It's a big advantage
3: that way. Yeah, it certainly hurt Buffalo. I mean, that Monday game, they got a number of defenders injured in that Monday game. I thought they could overcome it. Clearly, that wasn't the case there. They were worn down on the defensive side of the football, thus going home at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs once again for the Buffalo Bills, I think third time in the last four years or so. It's been uh, the, the bugaboo that they can't seem to get over. Speaking of those Kansas City Chiefs, they play the Baltimore Ravens Sunday afternoon in the AFC title game. And to help us preview that, we're bringing on Todd Lebo coming up next from Sports Radio. 8-10 810 in KC as we talk about the AFC Championship game here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now, here is your host, Timmy FFA on VSN, the sports betting network. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VEASAN Daily Newsletter. In today's newsletter, VEASAN's own Steve Mackinan breaking down all the Conference Championship Sunday trends that you wanna know before placing your wagers. Get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox absolutely free. Visit VEASAN.com newsletter to subscribe. Welcome back, this is the Lombardi Line here. Uh, at the Circuit Resort and Casino presented by DraftKings. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm, Mike Pritchard, and joining us now, Todd Lebo, Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City to break down this AFC title matchup between the Chiefs and the Ravens. Todd, we appreciate you joining us as always. And when I look at the betting market, I sit here and I see Patrick Mahomes as a four-point underdog. That's something that I don't think many people would ever thought would happen in a playoff game, but here we are. Does that surprise you when you hear that? And when you think about this game and how it might play out on Sunday?
1: I suppose it's a little bit surprising because they're just generally our favorite. I mean, they, they are. They were underdog last week, but not that big of an underdog. Uh, and I'm sure the Chiefs will take that as, yeah, sure, bet against us. That's You know, they like to be the bad guy. And I think they really relish going on the road last week and being the underdog in Buffalo. But I see it. I mean, I get it, man. Baltimore's really good. And they're, they're a healthier team right now than the Chiefs are. You know, if Mark Andrews comes back and is effective – and the Chiefs, they were super healthy going into last week's game. They took some injuries on. And I know some of these guys may be back, may not be back, but they, they're certainly not as healthy this week as they were last
5: Todd, when you take a look at Steve Spagnuolo and what he has to attempt to slow down here in Baltimore, what do you think he wants to take away from the Ravens? Obviously, we know they can run the football. Lamar can run the football. He throws the the ball well between the numbers. It's a great play-action game. Second half against Houston, they made the adjustment for the Blitz, got the ball out of his hand quickly. What defensively is Kansas City going to concentrate on taking on this Ravens offense?
1: Well, you have to keep Lamar contained, right? I mean, you know, you don't want him running straight north-south. You want to try to keep him going sideways. But he's done a better job this year, I think, when I watch the Ravens play, of not just looking to run. He looks downfield. That's what Patrick Mahomes has been so good at. When he scrambles, just because he scrambles in the pocket doesn't mean he's going to run. He will always look downfield to throw. I think Lamar's done a better job of that. Job one for the Chiefs this week is to cause a turnover or two. They're a really good defense, but they're not a very good defense at taking the ball away. The Chiefs are minus. They're one of the one of the worst turnover ratio teams in the league. The Ravens are one of the best. If the Chiefs could find a way to get to be plus one or, gosh, plus two, that would be really good for this team. But the Ravens don't give it away a lot, you know, and they take it away a lot. That, that's the one thing that's a really odd stat with these two teams. The Chiefs are bad at it. The Ravens are good at it. I think the recipe for a Chiefs win is to flip the script on that.
4: You know, Todd, uh, we're, we're going to examine the X's and O's uh, coming up certainly they're later on in the show, but I, I, I got to get some insight from you about this football team because we saw the Eagles' fatigue was a factor. Uh, We've we seen the Chiefs manage the season, the regular season, now navigating themselves through the pre-season, uh, the postseason here with the playoffs. I got, I got to find out from you, is this team running out of options? Is this team fatigue? The rumors about Andy Reid as well, I mean, what What is the psyche, I guess, uh, surrounding the Kansas City Chiefs uh, as they take on the Ravens coming up?
1: Well, I think in the in the postseason, they always get a little extra life, and we've seen that. I think it was good for them to not have to to go full bore in the final game of the season. Travis Kelsey, we're going to talk to him again here in about an hour. Uh, he, he told us that last week. He said he felt so much better going into the Dolphins game than he would have if he had to really play, and he chose not to play week 18. And then if you get that little week and a half off, then that – you know, we'll give you a little bounce. He looked really good last week. So I think they've got some life to him for sure. And I think that that underdog mentality and going on the road, which they have not had to do in this in this recent run, was really good for them. They look like they've got a lot of energy now, but I'm telling you, like Mike Edwards is out of concussion protocol. Hopefully for the Chiefs, he can go. I don't feel good, obviously, about Joe Tooney playing. Nick is a fine guard replacement, but you know, you're playing the best team in the AFC without without Joe Tooney, who's one of the best guards in the league. That's a problem. Willie Gay's neck, he's practicing sort of, but he couldn't go the whole game last week. He's a very athletic linebacker, someone you need if you're going to try to contain Lamar Jackson. So I don't think there's any like mental fatigue with this team. I think they've actually got some injuries that have piled up that they just haven't
3: had to deal with so much this year. And I think that's going to be a story this week for sure. Yeah, that Willie Gay one is big. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Josh Allen was able to have success on the ground in last Sunday's game for Buffalo. There, we're speaking with Todd Lebo, Chiefs reporter for Sports Radio eight hundred and ten in Kansas City. Well, let's talk about this Chiefs offense versus the Ravens defense here. Do you see this? Does this have to be for the Chiefs to win a big Pacheco game? Does do they have to get something established on the ground, or can they once again put the put the ball in Superman's hands there? And Patrick Mahomes, the best player in the world, and be able to kind of, uh, I guess, slice and dice this Ravens defense. Well, Patrick has had really good offensive days against the Ravens
1: in the past, but that was a different defensive coordinator. This is the first time he'll have faced this new regime of of Buffalo defense. He's got some really big numbers in the past, but most of those games had Tyreek Hill involved too. Well, he he ain't here, okay? Really nice surprise for them last week was Marquez Valdez-Scantling caught a couple of balls. He had not been consistent this year. Those things will help. I think they'd like to have Isaiah Pacheco run the ball, but... This Ravens defense isn't what they just faced the last two weeks. I mean, the the Bills were decimated, you know, on run defense, as were the Dolphins. So the Ravens are healthy on that front. If they can get Isaiah Pacheco going, that is an awesome start for the Chiefs. I don't know if they can do that. The Ravens are good at all levels of defense. Um, That that, You know, listen, but you, you can't count Patrick Mahomes out. And that's what most people around here think. Now, of course, they have lost some games. This guy's not undefeated. And they've lost postseason games. And he's not performed well in some of the postseason games that they've lost. have lost a lot of them, but they've lost some. So Mahomes is obviously a key. If they could run the ball, that would certainly help a lot. Uh, But if you just have to depend on Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and maybe Rasheed Rice, maybe that'll be enough to get through, but it's going to be a tall order.
5: Todd, many of these games between great teams in the playoffs come down to special teams. Usually you would say Kansas City has an advantage with Butker, but here you go in and have to face Justin Tucker, arguably the best two kickers in the game here. In terms of Kansas City's special teams in this game, are you optimistic or pessimistic?
1: Well, uh, probably mixed. You know, they've had some issues catching the ball on punts this year, but it looks like they're just going to have Richie James go back there and catch it. Okay. So that's step one. You know, the Ravens gave up a punt return last week, but Dave Tobe, the chief special teams coach told us that's totally out of character, total buff. You you can't bet on that happening. That was an unusual situation. They really care about special teams there with John Harbaugh's, you know, passed and his track record. So I don't think the, the chief special teams is going to be busting any punts or anything, but they got to catch the ball. Looks like it's going to maybe be raining. You know, maybe it'll be dry during the game. It's going to rain a bunch up there. Just catch the ball. Don't no, no hero stuff. Right. They've had a lot of issues this year, catching the ball and trying to be hero for crying out loud. Richie James caught a ball in the end zone and tried to bring it out. The end zone. I know it's it's 2024 or whatever. You don't just put your knees on there or your feet on the 10 and and don't catch it going backwards. But he caught a ball in the end zone and brought it out. I insanity. Now, he hasn't done that in a couple of weeks. But listen, in these playoff games, don't try to be a hero. Just catch the ball and get the ball to Patrick Mahomes. That's job one for their special team. Tucker's a really good kicker. He's not Justin Tucker, but he's not far from it. So I, I think if someone misses a kick in this game, that'll be a shock.
4: Yeah, Todd, you mentioned earlier about turnovers. I mean, from a defensive standpoint, with Chris Jones, this is his final year. It seems like uh, he's going to be a free agent, depending on what the, what the Chiefs want to do. And uh, I, just, I guess my question, because as a better, I want to know, is it going to be because Patrick Mahomes went off and had this incredible game? Or is it really going to come down to the defense of the Chiefs neutralizing the Ravens in this one in order to, for them to get victory?
1: So you could count on one hand in the last six years before this year, a time the defense won a game for the Chiefs but you can probably count on one hand like five or six times this year where if they didn't have the defense this year, they weren't going to win. So this is a different Chiefs defense for sure. But as I said, they just do a lot of things really well. But one thing they don't do is take the ball away. But I think against the Ravens, you're going to have to. I mean, if if you're you're asking me if both teams play their A game, I think the Ravens' A game is better. And if the Ravens play their A game and the Chiefs play their B game, it could be a long day for the Chiefs. And a way for the chiefs to play an a game is to force a turnover or, uh, you know, whether like they, they had the ball on the ground last week twice with the bills and they couldn't pick it up either time. One time the bills knocked it out of bounds. The other time the rookie Chamari Connor tried to pick it up and scoop and score, you, you know, have your situation down. You don't try to do that. Just, just following the ball. Get the ball back. Um, so they they need to get a little I guess there's some luck in turnovers. The ball bounce is funny, you know. And the Chiefs just have not had a whole lot of luck on that front this year. But uh, their A
3: game is gonna have to be plus in turnovers, I think. Hey Todd, we got about forty five seconds left. Who do you think wins the game on Sunday?
1: Well, I'm standing right here at Arrowhead Stadium getting ready to go down for availability. <laughs> <beating laughs> I'm still feeling like the Whisper Ravens if you have to <laughs> <team>. <laughs> I'm still feeling like the Ravens is a better team. Um you know, but I think the recipe with the Chiefs is to win the turnover battle, and, and and that's the only way to do it. The Ravens look good. This looks like their year right? to win, and if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs will have stolen an opportunity from them, and they will have absolutely earned their way there. Nothing easy about this path. Playing zero degrees against the Dolphins, going on the road and playing Buffalo, and then going to Baltimore and playing a healthy Ravens team. If they make it, you know, I guess all bets are out. Maybe the Chiefs will just make the Super Bowl every year. I don't know.
5: Now, is this the first time in the last four or five years where you thought the Chiefs weren't the best team going into a game? Uh, in the Yeah, probably. I feel like last year in the Super Bowl was pretty close
3: because of Mahomes' ankle. But, yeah, this is this is as big an underdog feel as I think I've had in a while for a Chiefs game, no question. Awesome. Can't wait to no. see how this plays out Sunday in Baltimore. Chiefs at the Ravens. Todd Lebo, Chiefs reporter for Sports Radio 810 at Kansas City. Todd, we appreciate the time as always. Be well. Okay, guys, thanks. Thanks. Good luck. Awesome stuff. We'll react to what Todd had to say and give our thoughts on this AFC Championship game coming up next here on the Lombardi Line.
2: This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike
3: Pritchard. Now, here is your host, Timmy Abethay, on VSN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying new customers. can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VEGAS only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code VEGAS. The crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line, presented by DraftKings. Family, Ben Fei, Mike Paul, Mike Pritchard. Thank you to Todd Lebo, Chiefs reporter for Sports Radio eight hundred and ten in Kansas City, who joined us in the last segment, gave us his thoughts on the AFC title game between the Chiefs and the Ravens. He's going with the Ravens to win the game. He didn't really say cover, but he said to win the game. Uh, yeah, it's too much of him now to say they're going to cover four against the team covers.
4: <laughs> and he's, well, there, he's well, already well, there at the I, facility I, too. I, 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 I say Todd Ravens <laughs> <laughs> alts? Question
3: mark? No, <laughs> he, he's going with the. Ball. Baltimore Ravens to win the game and I mean that that's what the betting market has it right now as we sit here four is the number painted across the board and the total is at 44 and a half I don't know if you guys have any bets in this game or kind of how you see it but just what has been your interpretation of the market as we've kind of progressed throughout the week to where this thing was sitting at three on Sunday but now we're sitting here north of three as the Baltimore Ravens continue to get really good injury news I it, that's part of it but I think
5: it's a testament to just how good this team is that people are willing to lay this number over three Against Mahomes and 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 Andy Reid, I, I mean, this is their. Think about this. I, I say it because it's mind-boggling. Sixth straight AFC Championship. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> People went two or three. I mean, remember Philly went four years in a row. You'll never see. I mean, mm-hmm. six straight, and they haven't been beaten in regulation. So maybe Kansas City on the three-way. <laughs> do we do? Do we do Kansas City? Draw, draw no bets here. Sure. I mean, <laughs> they've only lost in overtime. Yep. Um, Look, Baltimore's really good. I was asked the question, what's going to be the best unit on the field on Sunday of either game? I think it's the Ravens defense is the yep. best unit of these four teams. I really do. And I look, I'm looking at all the numbers, uh, more analytical, I mean, mm-hmm. and scoring number one. Guys, the Texans were red hot. The Tex—the Texans never had a problem moving the ball or scoring, even though they don't have a tremendous amount of weapons. They didn't get to the 25. If they don't run that punt back, we're talking oh, about a historic right. blowout, right? Oh, yeah. and, then, and maybe that number would open higher than three if they don't run that punt back. The Ravens but, didn't but 10, play that well in that Ten, ten. 10 so. They played terrible in the first, first half, out. I thought. First but out. I thought they made great second-half adjustments on both sides of the ball. I really do. So credit the coordinators there. They got the ball out of Lamar's. The Ravens scored every time they touched the ball in the second half. Touchdown, and there were long drives, wow. 80 yard touchdown, 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 and then they kicked the field goal at the end of the game. The Ravens are the better team here. But that doesn't always mean it's that one sixty minutes on Sunday, Mike. As you know, yeah. I can't make a better. Maybe I'll find a prop to play, so I'll have some fun interest in it. There's a prop out there where all four teams make a field goal of thirty-three yards or more. Mm-hmm. It's a plus price. I might play that. I think because this game it should be favored. Right. Sure. I mean, yeah, with these two kickers, Campbell scares me with that. I, I hope uh, a little might bit. Go for, it. Go, yeah. for <laughs> yeah. it. Go for might it. Not Go for it. Go for it. And then you got Bagley and <laughs> and the rookie from Michigan. The money badger. in that game.
4: Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, you get there with a field goal to win the game, though. You, you, could. That you could, you could, yeah. could. Um, That's the only time he's kicking. <laughs> That's right to win the game. <laughs>
5: uh, and then you know, Libo brought up uh, good points about the line and the injury and and this no. defensive line. When you go back to what the Super Bowl they lost, I mean, the four man rush at Tampa Bay dominated that game, right? That was what happened. They couldn't, the line couldn't hold up. They had injuries, right. and they couldn't hold up. So, my mind says Ravens. I'm going to pass on playing this game, though. Yeah, the number right now. I mean. Uh, it,
4: I don't know if I could lay it, I certainly I think filming you got a better number in Mm -hmm. terms of laying it But um, first of all, I'll say this Baltimore is a better team a better roster Uh, I think they're executing uh, so much uh, More superior than Kansas City is right, but Could could Baltimore lose this game? Could like Todd was talking about the turnovers right mistakes the pressure of the moment the AFC conference championship game Lamar Jackson, you know, could that happen? And that could happen Lamar jackson's turned the ball over a lot i think he had what 16 fumbles he lost 11 of them uh so can the chiefs create pressure situations to where baltimore loses it or is that worth a bet of catching the four points now or you know People I know, they're going to gonna tease this thing, right? Uh, but that, that's the only bet that I could see. I mean, I can't lay it right now uh, with Baltimore, even though they are far superior than the Kansas City Chiefs. It's, it's just gonna- the pressure of the moment, though. I was going to ask you, the syndicates getting involved with this one? Yeah, they're going to tease up oh. uh, the Chiefs, absolutely. Absolutely.
5: I think you'll see
3: that common teaser Chiefs up, 49ers down. Uh, I think that's dangerous. Why? I don't know. Like, in my head and, and for like, this game, for this game, yeah, just because I feel like this is either Kansas City outright or Baltimore might roll. Like, to me, that's- You don't think Baltimore wins a close game is what you're saying? I I don't know. Against Mahomes? A close game? Like Let's say it's fourth quarter, it's a three-point game. Which quarterback do you want? (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you want Pat, right? <laughs> you want Pat Mahomes? Like I, I don't, I don't know if you like if because someone like me who's holding Ravens minus three, I will be terrified if this is close in the fourth quarter, just because of what Mahomes and like, like, like he might be the greatest quarterback of all time. But it's all I said have to and tell done. you though, he had two yeah. chances
5: to get first downs and end the game in Buffalo, and yeah. they didn't. They went did. three and out, three and no, out. Right. That's no, right, and they did. Yeah, but they yeah, had, yeah, yeah, but I had they made that field goal, you know, he was going to go down the field and get put them I in range. It, but still, I Michael talks about it. we underestimate the. I call it the eight minute offense. He calls it the four-minute four offense. Minute. You got to get two first downs and end the game. You have right? To in it never, four right? Yeah, that's the goal. And he should be able to. But yeah. he had two chances right. to do that. Right? Once to get two first downs, they went three and out. Another mm-hmm. time to get one to end the game, they went three and out. Well, yeah.
4: Todd didn't bring up the fact that uh, Pacheco's got a turf toe. Oh, right. So yep. he hasn't practiced yet. But in order, for, so they were on a 3-4 defense there's a massive amount of meat in the middle of that defense for baltimore and without tuning in there like how are they going to run inside zone with pacheco because that's what they like to do it's, it's probably more of a wide zone feature when a running game and that's not pacheco because he doesn't have that explosiveness right i think the chiefs are limited and i think they've hit a ceiling with their offense but their defense though can they pressure Lamar Jackson into mistakes? Uh, can they pressure a situation to where what Ty was talking about getting those turnovers and getting to the fourth quarter? Because that's all the Chiefs want to do. They want to get this game to the fourth quarter mm-hmm. It'll be a one-possession game, exactly. Because they got the guy. <laughs> they got the guy. They got the guy. And that's why a teaser is enticing because you get past, you got two possessions there. Uh, but you know, laying it at four right now, it's just, it's just not. It's, it's, it's a little dicey for me.
3: Yeah. I think the side. I think the value's kind of been extracted from that. Yeah. But what about the total? Because I actually do believe there's still value on the total. Did you play this under I as well, under. As Yeah. Okay. I bet under 44. Or uh, I think under 44 and a half is what I, I shared with you guys yeah. uh, on prime time last night there. And there's still a lot of 44 and a half still out there in the market. I have respect for both of these defenses. Like, this is the best Kansas City defense that Mahomes has had since he took over as right. starter at 2018. And, like you, like the, the Ravens defense is the best unit that's left in the playoffs. And they might be historically good just yeah. based on some of those DVOA numbers that Aaron Schatz puts out there and all that. Like, they don't really get talked about it that way because Lamar's the MVP. But I just think this Ravens defense, they're healthy. They're just at home. They've been ferocious and have kind of suffocated teams to where I could see this being like a 20 to 13 ball. Baltimore win or something like that. They've had two in bad that games. That, that, that last game Deshaun played where they came back from
5: 14 down, but the pick yep. six turned that game. And then that game off the bye in the rain against the Rams. The Rams, Rams. moved
3: the ball. Those yeah. are the only two games that this defense hasn't been great in. Killing everybody. Right. Yeah. They, 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 they think about how the Niners were yeah. playing offensively yeah. leading into that game. And they went there and absolutely shut yeah. down that 49ers offense that had been giving everybody a lot of problems. So I think the under is where I would look to play in this game. But I want to ask your guys opinion on Sean Smith, because a was made
5: and Warren sharp. Hmm. You know, it, the, the, the conspiracy theories about Kansas City and officiating are every year, right? Mm-hmm. They send Cheffers because they yeah. always win with Cheffers. Now they send a the guy that's really the only road official, right? Mm-hmm. Where the, the road, road teams always win and he doesn't call penalties on the road teams and it's the whole crew. Right, and right. it's an all-star crew, yeah. not his crew from the year. Yeah. Do you make anything out of that? Do you, do you think... Yeah. And I'm glad Vinovich got the Super Bowl yeah. back. Yeah, but Do you make that. anything out of that? Like, I mean... From a handicapping and yeah. from as a player. Did well, you walk, ever walk in the game and say, oh, we got this crew. We're in for it today.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely, because you get tendencies just yeah. like uh, you do from other players, right? Uh, you get tendencies from the officials. You know who, what they're going to call. You know if they're going to be ticky-tack or not. Um, Did you ever talk about that in your meetings? You knew sure. what crew was going to yeah, be and, and how you were going to adjust yeah, to that crew that absolutely. week? Absolutely. Yeah. You can get away with this. You can get away with that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I think if and I and I played when dad was out there, Hockley.
3: Mm. Dad was yeah. out there. Like,
4: if you had him in um, one of these kind of situations, off. Ah, be careful with that because they're going to over-officiate. You know that. I mean, as a better, you kind of know that, right? Yeah. Um, it's not now, you, you hope that New York would correct it. I think New York's going to be so involved in this game because of the two quarterbacks you have. They do not want these officials to mess this game up. Um, I, I think New York's going to be heavily involved in this one. Like, and that means on the headset. Like, if you see the huddle and they're talking about what's going on with the flag, that means New York's involved in it, right? Now, yeah? I got to tell you, the, the instantaneous reviews are a great advance to the game,
5: though. Yeah. They don't make these coaches chant. They look. He was short. Right. They, sure. they, they thing, no, it was short a yeah. yard and a half, and they get it right. And what's different, right,
4: right? Because what's different about these games too is yeah. they're going to have every single camera angle yeah. available, yeah. right? we regular season. In all, they have a limited number of cameras. In this game, they're going to have every camera for every angle to make sure that they get things right. Okay.
3: Yeah. No, I, I don't really factor much of like the Sean yeah. Smith road splits and all that. I think that's right. It's a lot of. I will nonsense. tell you this, and the reason I haven't been betting unders in the
5: playoffs holding offensive holding down sixty percent through these two runs, they're not calling the off. They're letting them play on the yeah. offensive line. Really yeah. hard for to bet to unders when they're letting them do that. You don't get penalty stopping
3: drives. They, they want points in the drive postseason? stopping penalties. I should say. <laughs> we got you. Yeah, we understood. <laughs> 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 Our number two is coming up next with the <laughs> NFC title game. Every Which Way Niners next year on the Lombardi Line.